Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Ben. You're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content, you can head over to yesodblocks.com where you can subscribe and join our growing community as we continue to strive to share Torah at this level, this level of sophistication, this level of depth, integration, holistic understanding. If you've been listening to the series for a while, you already know that the whole approach is to try to integrate all the parts of Torah together so you can really see how all this works in a system as opposed to just kind of doing these halachos by rote or just having spiritual ideas in our heads that don't have any actualized expression as part of a coherent lifestyle framework. So all this is about bringing Hashem to life, bringing the Torah to life in a way that shows how it all works, how it all fits together, and we are able to create all this Torah for you and for the world because of the support of our subscribers. So please consider joining us today for only $9.99 a month. You can subscribe, get access to a ton of much higher level content and Torah that we have constantly expanding on yesoblocks.com, and also support what we're doing and help us to keep doing it better and better over time. In this episode, we are moving forward in the Halachos of Psuket Zimra. We're still in Siman Nun Aleph, and we're up to Halacha number Dalet. Nun Aleph is 50 one in Orachayim, the regular halachos of the daily uh, of the day, the week, uh, the regular year, and so we're up to halacha dalad, the fourth halacha in this siman, and the halacha says here, So that means we have to be careful not to stop in the middle of psuket Zimra in order to speak. So psuket Zimra, as we've been talking about for the last few episodes, is this section of the morning tefillah uh, structure that we have, which is, uh, it correlates, It's we can think of it as level two in the process of tefillah. Level one was the Birch Sashachar and the Korbanos. Level two is the this whole section of Sukkot Zimra. And level one correlates to practical behavioral external manifestation of being. Level two correlates to the internal emotional context, the world of conviction. And this section is a unit uh, in a specific kind of way. Unlike the first section, the section of Birch Torah and the various parts that come with it, there is a lot of disparate, separate areas there that were kind of woven together through different uh, practices over time. And this section, Sukkot Zimra, is uh, a unit in the following sense. It has a special bracha at the beginning called Barach She'amar, like we've been discussing, and another special bracha at the end, which is the bracha of Yishtabach. And so the, having the bracha at the beginning at the end, at the end creates the situation in which the entire section is one long unit. The bracha, as we discussed many times already, the concept of saying a bracha is to link Hashem to a particular uh, action, process, procedure, uh, food. So in this particular context, we're linking Hashem to the the content, the sayings of these different verses that we that essentially comprise Sukkot Zimra. So when you have a unit like that, so you're not supposed to stop in the middle of that because what's supposed to happen is this is to be an accumulation of consciousness, an accumulation of awareness of Hashem in the context of the things that we're saying. So we read a particular line in Sukkot Zimra that's in between the two brachos, and that's supposed to trigger a cascade of consciousness, a cascade of thoughts that are supposed to then expand our perceptions and actually lead to a whole um, uh, ripple effect in the entire stack of the olamos of our character, the the world of perception, the world of thought, the world of emotion, the world of physical behavior, uh, and then ultimately to the root, all the way to the neshama, as it is now linked to a body that is more in sync 
with the reality that is the world that is Hashem's presence manifest as the world. So we don't we don't want to stop in the middle of doing that because then that hijacks the entire process. And it doesn't just hijack it in sort of like a, uh, a temporary way. It essentially means you lose the stack and you have to start over and, uh, and and that's in order to achieve the same the same level the same the same result. Now, according to the halacha, you don't necessarily have to start from the beginning if you interrupt the process. But in terms of the concept of what you're doing, you're going to lose the uh, acquisition, the accomplishment of developing this uh, fully fully um, ex- fully expressed program, fully fully uh, contained, fully manifest. Uh, structure of thought that then can be imprinted, grafted onto your mind to actually think thoughts that are true, that are more that are more full, uh, and have that then become part of your your day going forward. And then the next day when you do it again, it expands even further. So that's what this halacha is talking about. Again, it says here, "Tzarchli zaher milav seek bedibur." You have to be careful not to stop uh, in order to speak. When you start the the section of Baruch Shemar, ad sof yudched until the end of Shmona Esrei. So Shmona Esrei is already the end of phase four. So if the phase one is uh, is the Baruch and the associated components. Phase two is Tzukerizimah. Phase three is the Baruchos of Kriyashma and Kriyashma itself, the the saying of the three paragraphs of Shema. And then phase four is Yudchet, meaning it's the the eighteen really nineteen. Uh, brachos that we say in a row in uh, standing silently, what's called the Amidah, the 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 context in which we're basically uh, trying to achieve the culmination of all of these stages that comprise the morning tefillah process. So you're not supposed to stop once you start Baruch Shemar. You're not supposed to stop until you finish Monesrei at least. Uh, that's because from the beginning of Baruch Shemar until the end of Monesrei is essentially one long accumulative series of things, and they're supposed to just build one on the other. And uh, piece by piece by piece to create the ultimate construct that is the goal of this entire process. So just to just to clarify that, I want to stress that this is not tefillah. You know, tefillah is not just like a random uh, um, mismatched hodgepodge of things that are just woven together. The structure of the sidur is designed to achieve a particular outcome for us. It's a set of tools that we're supposed to be using to create uh, a, a structure inside of our minds, a structure inside of our our emotional space, and inside of our perceptual space that is all integrated and all functioning together in unison and in harmony to help us activate ourselves fully and and, and accurately into the world as we then proceed from the tefillah experience in the morning to the rest of the day. And then we touch base with that uh, constructed stack two more times. Once is at Mincha, another one is at Mariv. These are two other uh, context where we just say Shmona Esrei, we don't say the entire build-up stack because we're working off of the the momentum of the build-up stack that we did in the morning. And so that's that's the the, the there's a whole there's a whole plan to this, and it and it uh, it directly correlates to different parts of your inner world. And if we don't construct it. Uh, properly and accurately, so then we just don't achieve that result. So that's really what this is talking about, not stopping in between to then undermine the process of construction that we're trying to create here. And then the Ramah adds, mitzvah. even if you are trying to have a conversation uh, in order to just to discuss a particular mitzvah that you have to do uh, with somebody else, you still should not speak uh, between Baruch Shemar and Yishtabach, and that, that there's not really that, that he's basically lists here that there's not that, that that would not count as an exception. So there's a few extra details here just to list out um, that there's actually uh, I guess you can think of it as like a a set of precedents uh, in terms of which things you could stop for. And so the Mishnah Brewer here lists them. 
uh, it tells you that there are certain things you actually could stop for. So, for example, you could stop in the middle of Sukkot Zimra to say Amen. Uh, you also could stop in the middle of Sukkot Zimra if you need to say a different bracha. That's a bracha of Hoda'a. In other words, another bracha of acknowledging Hashem's presence in the context of something particular. So, for example, if you go to the bathroom uh, in the middle of Sukkot Zimra, you have to stop and go to the bathroom. So then you, when you when you finish in the bathroom, you would say this bracha of Asher Yatzar. So Mishra Brewer here writes that that is a bracha that you could make uh, in between Baruch Shemar and Yishtabach because it's actually part of the same theme. It's a concept of Hoda'a so that you would be allowed to do. Similarly, there's also uh, things that are that are either the same level as that or higher. So, for example, if you are if, if you are in Sukkot Zimra and the rest of the group that you're that you're engaging in tefillah with is further on, and they are now saying um, the repetition of Shmon Esrei, so they get up to what's called Modim de Rabbanan. So then you could also answer that and uh, and say that with them because it's also something which is not uh, an aberration from the process of what you're involved in right now, and it's considered to be more significant because you're also saying that with the tzibur, so that would actually take precedence because we want you to actually engage in Hoda in acknowledgement of Hashem's presence. Uh, in a group, which is a general principle of tefillah b'tzibur that's mentioned, uh, that's going to be a thread that's uh, interwoven throughout all of these halachos of tefillah, is that when you can engage in these types of Hashem awareness exercises with a group of other people, that you can actually do it together, so then you can uh, you actually feed off each other and develop higher states of consciousness by doing so. So that always will, that will almost, that will often, maybe not always, but very often will take precedence. Uh, and in this particular case, Modin de Rabbanon is an example of a hoda'a concept that actually fits with the theme of Sukkot Zimra and is also a tefillah b'tzibur, a group level exercise. So that would also take precedence and you'd, allow, you'd be allowed to say that in the middle of Sukkot Zimra as well. And there's a couple of other examples he gives here. One is the saying of the first Pasuk of Shema. So in the halacha that we're going to see pretty significantly later on is that if the group that you are with is about to say the first Pasuk of Shema, which you're supposed to say out loud, so you're actually supposed to say it with them no matter where you are in tefillah, almost where you are. If you're in the middle of Shemona Esra, you wouldn't say that. But uh, barring that type of situation, uh, Mishnah Brewer here brings that you should say Shema if you're in the middle of Sukkot Zimra with the rest of the group because there's a the halacha essentially is that if the entire group is taking on a, um, not just not just awareness of Hashem's presence, but is essentially saying we are now committing to carrying Hashem's presence in the world. We are committing to to being uh, beacons of, channels of, uh, antennas for Hashem's presence in the world, which is essentially what we're doing when we say the first Pasuk of Kriyashma. That's called t- carry, picking up and carrying uh, the, the burden of Hashem's presence. In other words, to basically say we are responsible for this, not a burden like, oh, this is a burden, but the concept of being responsible for something else, taking somebody else on as our responsibility. So if the whole group is doing that, so you're not supposed to not do that at the same time for two reasons. One, because it kind of looks like you're then not interested in taking this responsibility on in the face of everybody else. Uh, and in addition to that is that when the group is taking that on, so you could um, cont- uh, essentially contributing your own convictions, your own dedication to taking on that responsibility, contributes something to the group and also feeds off of the larger group. So the halacha is you're not supposed to not do that when the rest of the group is. So if you're in the middle of Sukkot Zimra and the group is up to the first Pasuk of Shema, you'd also stop and say the first Pasuk of Shema with them and then continue with Sukkot Zimra. And similarly, uh, for things like Kaddish, or Barhu, which we're going to learn more about those specific areas when we get a little further in the halachos of the morning uh, structure of tefillah. So they, those also would take precedence because, again, they're similar to Shema in the sense that they're more than just a bracha dynamic of just trying to increase our own awareness of Hashem's presence. It's a little bit more focused than that. It's a little more thematically structured and more re- re- repetitive. For example, Kaddish, something which we say a lot, and there's a partic- there are particular lines in Kaddish that are very, very profound and have, uh, you could think of them as almost like super 
consciousness expanders, super consciousness triggers. So uh, accessing those would actually take precedence over the, the the methods or tools that are present in the middle of Sukhita Zimra. So that's, that's why those would also take precedence. And lastly, in this area, so there's also one point Mr. Brewer here makes that I think is important to mention. And that's in a situation where you actually do need to stop for some reason. Let's, let's say you actually have to stop in the middle of Sukhita Zimra for something which happens, some, some situation. So there's actually a method that's in place here to, to deal with that problem. Uh, and in general, this is an important side point to mention, which is that oftentimes we think of like, well, the Torah is this, and halacha is a system which of what which contains all these instructions of what you're supposed to do to do things the right way, and then when and then we have to struggle to kind of keep up with that, and we can't often uh, succeed, and we often fall, make mistakes, can't keep up with halacha. Uh, there's actually a lot of halacha that relates to what to do when something goes wrong, when you can't actually do it properly. And that's uh, that's why it's very important to learn halacha broadly and deeply, because the more you know about halacha, the more you come to realize that this is not a perfectionist system in which you're supposed to just uh, follow everything that, you're, that you see and then uh, just become a, a robot that is simply doing these things. There's a, an entire system uh, practically and, and conceptually and emotionally, and all of that is at work. And there are many layers and aspects to it such that uh, if there's a situ- if the situation that you're in requires deeper understanding, and then you don't have that deeper understanding, then you just end up feeling like, well, I guess I can't keep up with this, I'll never succeed at this, I'm not good at this, and then we just kind of give up. And that's also all part of the framework of, of, of the Itadas, of Das Tovara, to then take our mistakes or our struggles and blow them up out of proportion and create this whole perception of, I can't succeed, there's no point in trying, and uh, and and both of those thoughts are wrong. A, success, success is not uh, what we think it is. Often we think of success as just actually achieving what the result is, but it's not. Success is actually, it's lo it's that you are not necessarily supposed to be able to finish all these things. It's not, it's not up to you to finish and to always do things exactly right, but you're not supposed to stop trying either. The idea that, that you shouldn't try is also a false thought, so it's false on both sides. And so there, there's all kinds of mechanics and tools that are at play in the halachic system in terms of how to deal with particular uh, um, inabilities to reach the halachic goal that's listed. And there are also many different forms of halachic goals that are described by different poskim. So knowing halacha well and then knowing these deeper underlying principles is key to not getting into this perfectionist attitude, which then makes us feel like we get a sense of self-worth when we do it right. And then when we do it wrong, we feel like we're a failure. Uh, so in terms of this particular example here, the Mishnah Brewer writes that uh, he says, uh, you're not supposed to stop, as we mentioned, but he says, this is in Sif Katan Zion, the Mishnah Brewer letter, se- uh, letter 7, uh, or number 7, when you when you need to stop, if you need to stop for any particular problem that comes up, and we're going to list cases of that later, so then you should say, before you actually speak about whatever the issue is that's come up, you should say these these psukim. There are these verses that actually come up in the middle of Sukkotah Zimra. There are the, 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 the short paragraph that starts with Baruch Hashem le'olam amen ve'amen. So it's about five or six different verses there, and you're supposed to basically say those verses when you're when you need to stop. You can think of them as like a a temporary closing bracha. So you said Baruch Shemar, you said a bunch of parts of Sukkotah Zimra, and now somebody interrupts you or something happens. So then you would say this Baruch Hashem le'olam amen ve'amen, very short paragraph of verses, which acts as like a substitute yishtabach bracha to sort of close off the bracha from Baruch Shemar and what you already said with this ending bracha. And now you can think of that as a as a closed Psukei Zimra series of bracha beginning uh, 
actual verses of Tzuket Zimra, and then bracha ending. Then that, then, then you can speak and, and deal with whatever has come up. And then when you want to come back to Tzuket Zimra, you want to now can you come back to continue from the place where you left off. You should say these Tzuket again because they serve as like a bracha before and after. So they serve as a bracha after when you pause, and then they serve as a new bracha before when you want to start again and continue uh, to the to the actual end of Yishtabach. And this way you can kind of mitigate and preserve the bracha, uh, psukim, bracha uh, dynamic that we're trying to create with psukit as opposed to just interrupting in the middle and losing the entire chain, the thought that comes from the, brachos of, the bracha of Baruch Shemar, the things that you already said that are linked to that, and now you have this interruption which kind of dissolves all that and it flutters away. Instead, you can kind of like cap that off with the, with the psukim of, of uh, Baruch Hashem, Amen Amen, and then you can um, do whatever you need to do, and that's kind of like this little bubble of non-psukit Zimra, and then you can start again with the, with the bracha of Baruch Hashem, Amen Amen again, and continue psukit Zimra and get all the way to the end, and then you have this uh, this new chain, the second half of Sukkot Zimra that is now also kind of locked in and preserved, and that's a way to try to deal with this problem of having to interrupt what you're doing with Sukkot Zimra. So I hope that was helpful and useful, and again, there's a lot more here that we're going to keep exploring as we get deeper into these things, but hopefully this gives a little more clarity into the big picture of how to think about brachos and Sukkot Zimra specifically as an example of a bracha that is linked to a set of verses. If you want more content like this, we're actually going to have a series about Sukkot Zimra very soon on Yisotoblocks.com, or just want to check out everything else we have going on there, head over there and you can subscribe today and support what we're doing and help us climb this mountain, bring this all the way to the top and show the world what the Torah really is. Have a great day and thanks again for tuning in. See you in the next episode.